RT8K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. Hong Kong bans travellers from seven African nations as concerns rise around the world about a new COVID variant. Stock markets plunge on the coronavirus scare and continuing worries about supply chains and inflation. And a date is set for an appeal hearing after Hong Kong's first conviction for a national security offence. In the past hour, SAR authorities have announced that non-Hong Kong residents who visited seven African countries within the previous 21 days won't be allowed into the territory. It comes amid growing concern about a new COVID variant that's circulating in southern Africa. Botswana, Eswatini, Lesotho, Malawi, Mozambique, Namibia and Zimbabwe will join the high-risk travel list from midnight. South Africa is already on the list. Several other countries, including Britain, Japan and Singapore, have already banned flights from the countries. Speaking earlier, a government advisor on the pandemic, David Hoy, called for vigilance. Well, at the moment, the UK is taking precautionary measure to ban the flights from six countries uh, in the South African countries with this new variant reported. I think the Hong Kong government should consider this yeah, because we don't know how aggressive this new variant may be. Two cases of the variant were found in a quarantine hotel here earlier this month. A microbiologist from the University of Hong Kong, Dr. Siddharth Sridhar, says the COVID vaccines Hong Kong's using, BioNTech and Sinovac, should be able to protect people from severe infection caused by the new variant. The new variant has mutations across um, uh, many parts of the spike protein of the coronavirus, so it's, it's quite likely that we're going to see a reduction in effectiveness of the vaccines against symptomatic infection due to this variant. I think that's uh, very, very likely indeed. But the important thing is the vaccine should still offer a very decent measure of protection against severe infections due to this variant because that kind of protection relies on other components of the immune system. So. I mean, it's the same thing. So to protect yourself against a severe COVID-19, the best way possible is to get the appropriate number of doses of COVID-19, that is, uh, vaccines that uh, you're eligible for. Hong Kong and regional stocks took a beating amid jitters about the new COVID variant. Locally, the Hang Seng Index plunged 659 points, or more than 2.6%, to close at 24,080, with travel and tourism-related shares among the worst hit. A director at Amber Hill Capital, Jackson Wong, says other negative factors were also weighing on the market. Towards the end of the month, with the uh, future settlement close by and also the um, turnover is low, there were negative news hitting the market from several ways. First, the COVID-19 situation around the world is worsening. And also from Hong Kong perspective, we also have uh, worries about the uh, China property stock still, the Everground episode is still going on. We have not solved the problem and uh, more regulations on the platform economies, companies. The Court of Appeal has set a hearing for March next year to handle Tongyin Kit's appeal against his conviction and sentence for terrorism and inciting secession. Tong was the first person convicted under the national security law. Jimmy Choi reports. Tong was jailed for nine years in July for driving a motorbike into a group of police officers last year while carrying a protest flag that read, Liberate Hong Kong, Revolution of Our Times. During his appeal on March the 22nd and 23rd, he will be represented by senior counsel Clive Grossman and barristers Tessa Chan and Stephen Kwang. Mr Kwang replaces Lawrence Lau, Tong's lawyer in the trial, and one of 47 activists facing subversion charges over Lechko primary polls last year. 
The prosecution will be represented by Acting Deputy Director of Public Prosecutions Anthony Chow and Acting Assistant Director of Public Prosecutions Ivan Zhang. Mr. Grossman says the trial judges misunderstood and overlooked some witness testimony and evidence. He says they plan to present the testimony of three to four witnesses, including police officers and history professor Lao Chi Pang, who served as the prosecution expert witness in the trial. A look at the weather, mainly fine and dry, minimum temperature about 19 degrees in the urban areas, a couple of degrees cooler in the new territories. The maximum temperature will get to around 24 degrees. Moderate to fresh east and northeasterly winds, they will occasionally be strong offshore and on high ground tomorrow. The outlook will be mainly fine in the coming couple of days, winds strengthening from the north midweek next week, bringing cooler mornings and nights. Temperature now 22 degrees, humidity 75%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is just coming up to five minutes past 11. More now on our top story. The World Health Organization is holding a special meeting to consider the significance of the rapidly spreading new coronavirus variant in South Africa. The WHO has said that it will issue new guidance after the talks, but has warned that it will take several weeks to establish how transmissible the variant is and whether vaccines remain effective against it. Dr David Navarro, the World Health Organization's special envoy on COVID-19, says the new variant needs to be taken extremely seriously. The virus looks like it will have greater capacity to evade the defences that we've all built up as a result of the vaccinations we've received since the beginning of this year. And that is a concern because it's a bit like having to reset the dial and to go back and start dealing with a totally new pandemic all over again. We have to treat it as a new virus. But the chair of the South African Medical Association has said not enough is known about the mutation and other countries are acting too hastily by banning flights from South Africa. Dr Angelique Coetzee is based in Pretoria. I am practising in Tswane, where the epicentre is. And uh, so far, what we have seen is very, very mild cases. So not sure why we are all up in arms. Um, we know that there's a lot of mutations, but no one can tell us at this stage whether it means something mm. or whether it's fade away. We don't know. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says she hopes quarantine-free travel to the mainland will be open to as many people as possible when crossings resume. The CE was speaking at a forum after mainland anti-epidemic experts agreed that Hong Kong people can soon cross the border again without having to go to quarantine. Mrs Lam described a meeting with the experts yesterday as a milestone. She said her administration will strive to quickly finish preparatory, preparatory work, including the introduction of a health code app. We can now confirm that according to the mainland experts, Hong Kong now possesses the uh, conditions for resuming uh, travel. Uh, but the resumption will have to take place in a gradual and orderly manner. So I would say that the Shenzhen meeting has reached uh, a, an important milestone. Organisers of the Streetathon have announced they're cancelling next month's events. They say the government hasn't yet approved an exemption from its ban on group gatherings. Timmy Sung with that story. The Streetathon, which consists of a marathon, half-marathon and 10-kilometre race, is now being postponed until the fourth quarter of next year. Organisers say they applied for an exemption on the ban on gatherings of more than four people, but they haven't got the go-ahead from the government. In a statement, they also said they had put a lot of resources into planning measures to avoid the spread of COVID. 
The authorities allowed the Hong Kong Marathon to take place last month, albeit with a number of COVID restrictions in place. The cross harbour swim and the cyclothon will also be held in the next two months. Tickets for shows next week that will be attended by mainland athletes who competed in the Tokyo Olympics were snapped up hours after they went on sale. Francis Sitt reports. RTHK made an attempt to buy some tickets for the shows. There was a wait of several minutes just to access the website, during which a message was shown saying due to the large number of customers, all the internet ticketing slots were taken up. The delegation of around 30 athletes will visit Hong Kong from December the 3rd to the 5th. They will start off by meeting the press, attending a cocktail party at Government House and joining a banquet at the Convention and Exhibition Centre on arrival day. They will give two sports demonstrations on the morning of December the 4th and join a variety show at Queen Elizabeth Stadium that evening. On their last day here, the mainland Olympians are expected to meet Hong Kong athletes at the Sports Institute and will visit Polytechnic University. Speaking at a forum, Chief Executive Carrie Lam expressed excitement about the athletes' visit and thanked mainland authorities for accepting Hong Kong's request for the athletes to come. We are extremely excited about the uh, visit of the um, Olympians to Hong Kong. I'm not a fan of sports in the sense that I do not play uh, sports actively, but I would love to uh, see most of the sports, particularly table tennis, uh, badminton, which are very popular in Hong Kong. She said people may not have the opportunities to come in close contact with the athletes due to COVID-19, but the shows would allow people to witness the sports excellence of mainland athletes. The political crisis in the Solomon Islands has deepened with protesters surrounding the Prime Minister's home in a third day of unrest. Protesters caused further destruction in Honiara, including its Chinatown district. In Beijing, a foreign ministry spokesman, Jia Lijian, said the situation was worrying. China is closely monitoring the latest developments in the Solomon Islands. We're gravely concerned about the attacks on Chinese citizens and Chinese-funded enterprises, and we've asked the local government to take all measures necessary to protect the safety of Chinese nationals and institutions. Australian police and soldiers have begun arriving in the Solomon Islands to help restore order. The Australian Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, gave this statement at a news conference. Overnight, we have seen what started as a protest Uh, We have seen some more indiscriminate looting and things of that nature, which is a more general civil unrest and behaviour, and we want to see that come under control. At present, that is proceeding, I'd say, reasonably, but we're on alert, and that's why we're continuing to provide further support. Shabat Gula, the green-eyed Afghan girl whose photo on the cover of National Geographic magazine in 1985 became the face of the Afghan war, has been given safe haven in Italy after fleeing Afghanistan. The Italian government said it intervened after Ms Gula, now a widowed mother, asked for help to leave following the Taliban takeover. The BBC's Lipika Pelham has the story. Widely circulated around the world, the image of Sharbat Gula with her piercing green eyes came to symbolise the plight of displaced refugees. Gula first arrived in Pakistan, an orphan, four years after the 1979 Soviet invasion of Afghanistan, one of millions of Afghan refugees who crossed the border since. 
She was arrested in 2016 for forging Pakistani identity papers and was deported back to Afghanistan. Rome's intervention has finally offered a safe passage to this destitute mother of four who, despite being one of Afghanistan's most photographed faces, had been living in dire poverty. An expedition is set off to the Great Barrier Reef off Australia to investigate sightings of shipwrecks. A team of conservationists and marine archaeologists will dive down to the seafloor in a remote part of the reef. At least one wreck was discovered last year during a mass coral survey organised by the conservation group Citizens for the Great Barrier Reef. Its chief executive, Andy Ridley, said it was an unforgettable experience. The first mate on the boat was floating over the top of a reef from one side to the other and noticed that there were river stones in the water. Grand stones on the top of a coral reef is unusual. We realised it was ballast from an old ship. We discovered one of what we think is three 200-year-old wrecks on that particular reef in the far northern end of the Great Barrier Reef. It's one of, one of the most exciting things I've ever done in my entire life. In sport, Hong Kong's women's cricket team have given their chances of advancing into the T20 World Cup qualifying a boost with a comprehensive win over Bhutan in Dubai. The SAR team slumped to 13 for 2 after being put into bat, but rallied to post a score of 109 for 8 from their 20 overs, with captain Carrie Chan top scoring on 43. The Hong Kong bowlers then finished the job off, restricting Bhutan to 89 for 7. However, hosts the UAE still lead the race for the sole qualifying place after a seven-wicket win over Q8. Now for a preview of this weekend's English Premier League football action, here's the BBC's John Bennett. Manchester United will be looking to end an awful run of form in the Premier League this weekend. Trouble is, their opponents are top of the table, Chelsea. United have only won one of their last seven games, the main reason why Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was sacked. Life for Chelsea couldn't be more different. They've won nine of their last ten matches in all competitions and they thrashed Italian giants Juventus in midweek. Elsewhere, it's second v fourth as Manchester City hosts West Ham and third place Liverpool are at home to Southampton. At the bottom of the table, Newcastle remain the only team in the Premier League yet to win and they're desperate for their first victory since new manager Eddie Howe took over from Steve Bruce. It's a tough trip, though, this weekend as they go to Arsenal, who were unbeaten in 10 games until they were thrashed by Liverpool last weekend. Unlike Newcastle, Norwich City are on a high under their new boss, Dean Smith. They've now won two in a row, including Smith's first game in charge last Saturday. They face a Wolverhampton Wanderers side who are full of confidence in sixth place. And after an embarrassing defeat to Slovenian side Mura on Thursday in the Conference League, Tottenham boss Antonio Conte will be looking for a response from his players against Burnley. Those are some of the big games. This is John Bennett at BBC Global Sport. Finally, a reminder of our top stories tonight and that breaking news from the last hour. Hong Kong bans travellers from seven African nations as concerns rise around the world about a new Covid variant. Stock markets plunge on the coronavirus scare and continuing worries about supply chains and inflation. And a date is set for an appeal hearing after Hong Kong's first conviction for a national security offence. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 
rising sun, especially for Chris. Three or four Chris's on our books now, at least. Thanks for tuning our way into our second hour this Friday. Pete's marvellous musical mystery tour. Giving way to the sentimental journey after midnight and Nicholas Lawson next. Don't I think-